Hey, hello. Welcome. My name's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for the 5th of January. Oh, 2021. How the fuck are you doing? Oh, I'm feeling a bit energized. I just listened to, um, what's it called? Palm Trees? Flatbush Zombies. Ooh, ooh, a lot of energy in the song. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know really what else to say about it other than I, I like it. And there's a lot of N-words that I'm not allowed to say in the song. Um, but you know what? I still try and sing along and just stop saying it when I say, I was thinking about that before. Isn't that, uh, like if someone from outside of our culture or whatever, you know, you're singing a song and they're like, why don't you say that word? And it's like, oh, you know, cause like slavery. So the way that we say, sorry, is we just don't say that word and they get a bunch of money. Nah, nah. <laughs> Just the one word. We just don't say that. And then and then sometimes you forget and you do say it and you're like, whoopsie. <laughs> Sorry about slavery. It's really bad, isn't it? Every time I... It's like that... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I got no new opinions on this that everyone else hasn't fucking said a million times. But I was thinking about it before. I was thinking about how trite it is that that is all that really anyone does, you know, to say sorry for like decades, centuries, centuries, decades, <laughs> minutes of slavery. <laughs> no, to say sorry for centuries of slavery. It's just like, I just, I just don't say that song. And when, when I sing my favorite song, I just don't say that word. Uh, um, anyway, happy new year. <laughs> How was that? My first thought for the new year. Um, I've been, here's what I've been doing. Um, first of all, thank you guys for listening. And how was your new year's? Hmm. I'll let you say, go on, go. Say how your New Year's was in three, two, one word to describe your New Year's. Three, two, one. Cool. What word did you say? Message me on Instagram. Tell me what word you said. That'd be nice. I, I, my word was bad. Um, Yeah, bad, poor, underwhelming, maybe. Not bad, but also bad, you know? Oh, first sip of tea for the new year. How about that? Just like the old year, but new. Yeah, it was. I was really excited for New Year's, man. I was getting getting pumped. Here's what here's what I did wrong, and then I got a few idea. I, I have a few ideas that I want to explore today. I think the reason I just started talking about the N word is because I've been thinking about race, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. Let me write that down. Race, but before that, I'm going to talk about New Year's because um, what I did wrong on New Year's was I didn't listen to the thing that I actually wanted. And all right, so I there were a couple options because there wasn't going to be any like big party things, but um, like my girlfriend had some friends doing some things and we were like, we could do that. We had agreed that we were going to spend the New Year's together, which I was stoked about. And then I was like, oh, like I got my friends. They're having a party. <sighs> Just like a bunch of comedians. Um, but neither of them felt quite right. And then I was like, or oh, we, you and me could just go have a picnic somewhere, sit on a hill, you know, have some MDMA 
and just do that for New Year's. And that kind of felt like the thing that I really wanted to do. But ultimately, I decided to... Um, I, and I felt like it was... She was like, we'll do what you want to do. Just let me know what you want to do because she's great. And um, I just said, all right, let's do the thing with my friends. Um, and I think the main reason I did that is because I felt this last... Like in 2020, I really felt like there was a lot of distance between me and my friends, uh, especially friends in comedy because a lot of our friendship is around doing comedy. And seeing each other, you know, multiple times a week. And um, without that kind of structure around it, I've really felt like, you know, I've been drifting away from my friends and I don't like that. And so I wanted to, on New Year's, do something that would make me feel closer to them again. And uh, so I decided let's go to the party. It was just kind of a like, hey, I'm just going to show face here, you know? Not like a... Not as like as cynical as that sounds, but just like to be around friends and just to remind myself these are my friends, blah blah blah. And um, I was getting all excited. I said we'll just have, we'll have like a picnic earlier, like in the afternoon, and then um, and then we'll we'll chill out and then we'll go to this party. And then in the morning, I'm like making food. I'm pumped. I'm getting ready for the fucking picnic. My girlfriend requested these. Um, little eggplant roll thingies that I've been making like a couple times. I got them out of the Alimentari cookbook. I might have even talked about them before on the podcast. It's a, uh, um, it's, uh, Alimentari is this restaurant on Smith Street. If you don't know, if you're in Melbourne, fucking go. It's so nice. They do breakfast. It's like brunch, but it's like European. It makes you feel fancy. And uh, this one recipe is, so you get eggplant sliced long ways salt it i think that's called desiccating so you put the salt on it and it draws all the moisture out wash them off pad them dry with paper towel then chuck them in some oil in the pan sear them so that they're browned um, and then put them in a uh, an oven tray and uh, in a bowl mix up some ricotta sultanas pine nuts basil parsley lemon um, just a bunch of good shit, mix that all up. And then with your little eggplant slice, you put a spoonful of that mixture into the middle of the slice, roll it up like a little sleeping bag boy, like the nerdy kid at the sleepover, you roll them in his sleeping bag. And, uh, then on top of that, you will sprinkle shaved Parmesan. Chuck that in the oven for like 30 minutes. It comes out. The Parmesan's nice and brown, golden. And then you just pop that. Whack, just whack that in your gob, mate. Just chuck that right in your face there. And um, just feel you feel good. It makes you feel good. Because not only is it good food, but you made it. All right? And I mean, I know you think you're a pathetic loser, but you did this one thing. And that's a start. Okay? You made your bed and you fucking made a little eggplant boy to put in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you've done in your past, it's okay. Because you. <laughs> so so um, I'm making those. And I'm doing like. Fucking, I'm making a couple other little smaller things, a salad, whatever. And I'm running around the kitchen. I'm in like good vibe work mode, you know? <sighs> Just like kind of frantic, but in a fun way. 
listen to the music and then um, my fair lady calls me on the telephone and she's like, hey, have you seen the news? And I'm like, oh, what fucking news? I thought, what did I think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be something else. I thought, well, that's right. I, here's how far away from thinking that any corona shit was going to happen. I thought that she had seen that the weather was going to be bad. <laughs> oh, what blissful reality was I living in, huh? Um, she goes, have you seen the news? So the restrictions went from allowing 30 in homes to on New Year's Eve, allowing 15 in homes because there had been like five cases and... Um, Immediately then, our plans for the party that night, which were going to have, it was going to be full. I think there was 30 people confirmed. Immediately, that's fucked. And then I'm calling the people who were hosting the party, our friends, and I'm just like, what's fucking going on? And we're splitting the party up and it was just all bad. And yeah, that immediately just popped, burst my bubble of enthusiasm and I was never able to inflate it again of the evening. We had our picnic. Um, my uh, my mate and his girlfriend came through and that was really nice. And, you know, we did that in the afternoon. And then we had a relaxed evening. And some people pulled out of the party. But I just, I was fixated. I was fixated. I was like, i got to go to the party. i got to be around my friends. And nothing bad even happened at the party. It was great. Like it was actually so nice to see everyone and talk. I had really nice conversations with everyone who was there. You know, they are my friends. I had kind of confirmed that to myself. I'm not just a person who has become alone during the, I just felt, I felt very lonely. And the interesting thing was my girlfriend said the same thing afterwards. We were both at the party. We just felt weirdly lonely. And I realized the next day that um, as nice as the party was, that's not what I actually wanted to do. And that just wasn't, I kind of had this theory that I was arrogant enough to posit to my housemate and then not listen to myself, which is that the, the New Year's you have reflects the year that you had. And um, I think the year that I had in 2020 was a year where I... By um, by my own choice or by kind of circumstances or whatever, I just became a lot more independent. Um, I uh, yeah, maybe some like some of the people around me that I saw myself like really was like a part of my identity was some of the friendships that I had around me receded because of COVID and and. Uh, and not being able to go out and gig every night. Um, it just my identity was, I didn't even realize, tied up in some of the people that I was spending time with and in uh, and not even in a bad way or by, you know, through any kind of malice on any of our parts, but that's just what it was. Um, and I didn't realize that that was what I was doing. And then when those when I when it was all kind of stripped back because last year was re, it just stripped life was stripped back that's a big point life was very stripped back and um when I was taken out of a situation of like not of, of being around people all the time and just put in like you're now in your room by yourself for months it um 
that made me kind of build myself back up from first, like smashed me down and then made me build myself up back from like from a place of independence rather than being dependent on people. That's a good way to put it. I think I was quite dependent on other people at the start of last year and then through the year I kind of was fucking beaten down and then I have like built myself up in a way that now I'm I feel like I'm a lot more independent and the new years that I had I think I was still in a way hanging on to the old you know who I was where I was like I need to be around people to have this night because the new years as a night like it just is there's a lot of tradition in my mind in it and I guess I wanted to hold on to those traditions and um you know whether they're like actual traditions or just feelings and the kind of nights that I've had in the past and it just wasn't going to be that and it wasn't going to be that I wasn't able to recognize that or at least admit it to myself until after the night so and then that coupled with the fact that like that COVID announcement just oh god it stank man it just every fucking time it's like I I I really think that morning when I was so excited, I was really excited for the night and I just was, it was going to be great. And, uh, there's a part of me that, I mean, this is a silly inconsequential thought, but I really think if we had just been able to make it through to new years without having any COVID chat, something in my mind tells me that maybe this year would have been better. (laughs) <laughs> I think I've already written 2021 off in the same way that 2020 was. Um, and the fact that, you know, it felt like we were kind of getting there and it felt like I was getting there. And then at like 11 announcement, boom, New Year's is, you know, it's fucked. Immediately it was just like, oh, well, this is going to be the same as the fucking last one. But also what, you know, I mean, we all know years don't mean anything. One fucking weird thing that I keep hearing is everyone going, oh, you know, it's not going to change this year changing. It's not going to make everything else change. It's not going to make, you know, the virus doesn't obey like the numbers, the arbitrary numbers of a year. It's like, yeah, everyone fucking knows that. I don't know who... It thinks they're so smart that they're the one who's got it all figured out that like, you know, it's so crazy. Everyone thinks that COVID is just going to go away when we like flip the year over to a new calendar. I mean, how crazy is that? Who actually thinks that? Yeah, no one fucking thinks that, dude. No one thinks that, but people are trying to be fucking positive because it's been shit. And actually, no one thinks that. And the only reason you're saying that is because you fucking secretly think that because you're trying to be positive too, but you're too scared to because you're scared of disappointment. So you're shutting yourself down. You know it's not going to go away. The virus is going to keep going. Yeah, we fucking know, can't. It sucks. God fucking damn it. I feel like I'm in... Um, like a constant battle to try and find positivity... And I feel like some people just don't want to fucking find positive. They're like, it's just not, it's just not going to be good, man. It's going to be bad. All right. It's going to take ages. All right. Well, maybe it won't take fucking ages. And you know what? I'm going to fucking have that in my mind that it's going to be okay. And then if it's not okay, I'll deal with it then. But I'm not going to sit here telling myself that it's going to be bad 
indefinitely and just moping around like a fucking bitch. All right, clearly I'm angry. <laughs> clearly I got... <laughs> fucking hell. What was that? <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> we find ourselves in a place of heightened emotion somewhat on uh, on the first podcast of the year. <laughs> I can't even know who I was talking to then. <laughs> oh, God. Anyone else feel like that? Anyone else feel angry for no reason? For no, for no reason? Oh, man. Yeah, it's been emotional, hasn't it? And it still is. It's keep, it keeps going. And on New Year's Eve, that when that announcement came through, I was very angry because I was just like, why, man? Why couldn't they just leave it? Just leave one day, please. But I also understand why they couldn't just leave it. So, yeah. I was thinking this is what I was going to talk about race. I've been thinking about, I've been thinking about new projects. I wanted. I, I'm. I want to have a a new thing to work on, especially because I'm quite frustrated with comedy at the moment. Because uh, as much as it is back, me and Pete Jones were saying the other day. I don't know how people in other cities do it with this fucking three gigs a week, man. I don't understand it. Because I'm doing two, three gigs a week at the moment and I don't feel like I'm doing comedy still because all these gigs are just, they're high stakes and all the gigs are good because there's not that many gigs so the audience is less spread out so more people are coming to the shows that are on and like all the gigs I'm doing have people in them and I, uh, I'm i trying to write every day but to write every day I need to have tried the material last night or else if I didn't do a gig last night and then I'd sit down to write today, I'm just writing the same thing that I did yesterday. I'm writing the same thing every day because I don't have any audience to tell me yes or no on the ideas that I have. So there's no direction and it's very frustrating. And, um, you know, the new normal's going good. I feel like I'm in a place where touch wood, but I, uh, I think... I'm going to be able to keep getting people into it. Last night was fantastic. That was the best one, I reckon. Thanks to everyone who has come so far. If you haven't come, but if you're in Melbourne and you're listening to this, come down, man. Message me. I'll give you free tickets. I don't give a fuck. I just want the room to be full. Um, last night, just the vibe was great. Everyone had great gigs and there was a it was like 50 or something people in the room. It was awesome. And the show's paying for itself. We're not getting paid just yet. But I'm putting ads up and the show is making enough money to pay for those ads and to pay one of us to MC each week. So, great. Um, and then because of that, everything's kind of gone well with the show and I don't have heaps of comedy on and I'm dropping out of TAFE. I think I said that last week. I'm dropping out of TAFE. I fucking hate it. But I'm gardening still. I'm learning more doing the work of gardening than I was going two hours each way. Two hours each way to get to Lilydale. It's too much. So I'm gardening, but I don't have a lot of work in January. And there's just not a lot of work on in January for gardening. So I've got a lot of time on my hands. And I was trying to think of some... The first idea that I had that I don't think I'm going to do is I thought... Basically, this podcast... Because my whole journey with this podcast, right is just to 
like I keep doing it and I love doing it and I have fun and I feel like it's – and the, you guys who listen, you keep listening, so on some level it must be good, right? <laughs> but but there's no way to get it in front of other people, so the, the listenership is never going to grow unless either I become more well-known as a comedian or through something else or I figure out a, a reason for people to listen to this. So my latest in a long line of <laughs> – <laughs> Maybe this is like a recurring segment on the podcast. How to get people to listen to this. <laughs> How to get people to listen to your podcast. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so my latest <laughs> is... Um, because there's been like the year of last year and COVID and Melbourne's lockdown and everything, I thought it could be cool to frame this as like a, like what I basically have here is a diary once a week for a year or for three years. I've been doing it. I've been doing this podcast for three years and um, it's just a constant, it's a first, it's a primary source historically, which I mean, that's probably a bit much to call it that because who the fuck am I? But it's interesting, right? This is this huge event that happened and I was recording it every week, how I felt about it and I was in the midst of it and whatever. So I thought that could be interesting to like a a podcast series where I pull out the best bits or the most relevant bits about lockdown from this podcast and then package it as like a short series, you know, hey, remember lockdown? Here's this thing, whatever. But... um. And then, so I had that idea. The name would be The Lockdown Diaries. It's kind of cool. Um, but then I thought, that's not really enough. And I pitched it to a friend and she said, like, it's not, it, people just went through it. So they probably don't want to hear about it again, which I think is very valid. Um, then I thought it could be interesting to do it from the perspective of like, um, like pretending that it's the future and that like in a hundred years time, like historians have found this podcast as like a historical document and then I could do like a future voice introducing it and then like, you know, they're commenting on it from 100 years in the future and my idea for the future voice was like, um, you know how you can get those voice generators so you type in words and then it's like, hello, my name is Aiden or whatever. Um, You're listening to Shitting Under a Tree (laughs) because I did did a typo. Um, It could be like a future voice, right? like an alien, whatever. The earthling was in the lockdown in Melbourne. <laughs> See, like, that's not funny. It's not funny. That's as far as the idea went, and I just was, like, stewing on it for a- <laughs> The earthling? Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Yuck. Yuck. The earthling. Ooh. <laughs> That could be kind of funny, like different characters, like different characters giving their thoughts on my my podcast. That's actually pretty funny. I come up with a different character every week. (laughs) And then they just, that character reviews an episode of my podcast. So I could do like a future one. Oh, this podcast, the Earthlings podcast is self-centered and 
arrogant at best. <laughs> and then I could do like a bitchy girl. Oh my God. This podcast is like really cool. If you're a fucking loser. <laughs> um, what other guy? Bro, like this podcast is like, I don't know, man. I feel like it's like this guy is like me, but like I'm not interesting, you know? That's a, a, a guy who has taken a lot of horse tranquilizers. Anyway, so that was one idea that I've just that, that I've just thought of a better idea than my actual idea while I've been okay, cool, whatever. Um, my other idea then was like, should I do should I do a race podcast? Hear me out. <laughs> Because I don't know that I'm that qualified to talk about race. I'm just, I'm I'm fucking, you know, I did a show that was vaguely about it last year, but it's not something that I really spend that much time thinking about. But I thought it could be kind of interesting to just talk to because my experiences with race are like I didn't even realize that I was, you know, a person of color until like later in my life. I just, I guess I spent a long time kind of denying it or making fun of it going like, oh, taco, you know, like, I guess, growing up with white parents and a white family and whatever, and just basically thinking myself as being completely white when actually I'm not. And then there was like a journey of acceptance, whatever. I I feel like I've talked about that a lot, but it would be interesting to speak to other people. So it'd be a race podcast from an Australian perspective. And I'd talk to other people in Australia who are just not white about race and their experiences with it because I feel like in Australia we get a lot of our um we take a lot of our cues in terms of the racial discourse from America and the U- the UK because that's just like culturally we take a lot of cues from those two places and the race conversation in this country is not like either of those two because we're like in terms of um, like our society and the our state is very new. It's like 120 years old, a lot of immigration, but then there's this weird protectionism that we have. There's not a lot of people. I just, I mean, all the things that make Australia unique make our conversation around race quite unique and the racial identities within Australia very unique. And they're very different to African-American racial identities, for example, or Asian-American or whatever, or UK race identities, which is a whole different thing. But we don't have our own conversation around it. We just kind of piggyback off of their conversations. And I thought it would be cool to have conversations with people from Australia about that. And that's the idea that's in my head at the moment. And the reason that I'm kind of humming and hawing about it is because I just feel scared. There's this voice in my head that's like, you're not qualified to have that conversation. Who the fuck are you? You loser, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know what that conversation, that podcast would be called. I thought maybe just race in Australia. I come up with really boring titles for things because I just like to go straight down the line. I don't like to, I looked up other podcasts that were on a similar thing. I found one, it's called, it's not a race. And it was an ABC podcast, which I actually think could be not that hard to pitch. If I just pitched this idea to the ABC, maybe it would be good. And then I would just have to start doing it. I reckon that could be cool. A podcast about race. 
So just a different, and then that would just be a completely different podcast. I would just keep doing sitting under a tree. Obviously, this is my favorite thing. Um, and uh, and then I would do this thing on the side, and that would just be a way to that would just be a new project, and just a way to fucking get myself out in front of other people and also learn some stuff about race in Australia and maybe be better at talking about it because I don't I still feel like I got a lot of stuff that I don't understand about the way that I think about my own race and the way that other people think about their race and the place that it has in Australia and whatever it'd be cool conversations I get to talk about people's you know fucking growing up and stories there'd be a lot of cool stories there I reckon There'd also be a lot of sad stories because race is a thing that people are sad about. Anyway, what else? I think that's pretty much it. The picture of the show this week is um, I'm going to just do a picture of the audience at the new normal. Maybe I'll try and get one of me. Should I try and get one of me? Yeah. I'll try and get someone to send me the... No, I won't. That's going to take... No, no, no. I don't have a picture of me. Do I? I don't think I do have a picture of me, actually. Uh, 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 yeah, no, I'll just take a picture of the show. Sorry, I just started reading a message that I got from my friend. <laughs> Some would say too casual on the podcast. Um, oh, I do have a fun little treat, a little treat. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think this is a treat. Basically, I've been promising for ages that I was going to record myself playing piano and chuck it at the end of the podcast, and I know I haven't done it, and so I've stopped promising because I just hadn't done it, but I did do it. Um, So that's going to be the end of the podcast this week. And you know what? I think that's about it for me this week, actually. I think I'm about done. I ate lots. I've been feeling fat. I did yoga the other day. It was okay. I've got a, a month-long yoga pass for 50 bucks. So I'm, I'm hopefully going to be doing a bit of yoga. I Oh, I fell off meditation-wise. I fell really off the fucking train or whatever. I lost my um, I lost my rhythm over the Christmas and New Year period. I had out of 100 days, I'd missed like two days. I was crushing it, but I missed a bunch of days over Christmas and New Year's. But I'm back now. I think I've done four days in a row. I think I did it on New Year's Day. So I'm going to try and get another good streak going. Let's see if I can do all of January. All of January, meditating every day. I find myself getting more distracted lately in his meditations in uh, in the Headspace with Andy things. I'm not sure if that's him or maybe I just need to find a renewed place of focus and calm and just know that every day... The meditations are going to be a little bit different. <laughs> I think that's what I need to do. I think I'll be getting too much in a rhythm with it. And I need to, I would like to be able to um, just remember every day that, you know, it's so it's uh, uh, remember every day to approach the practice with like a new energy and, and know that it's going to be different every day. And, uh, and kind of look forward to that and be curious about how is it going to be different today. I think that's where I'm at. Anyway, who cares about any of that? This is the end of the podcast. Uh, coming up is me playing on the piano, uh, Liebestrom by Franz Liszt, the song that I've been working on for maybe three months. Really excited. I got a pretty good take. I think I made uh, one or two like fairly big mistakes, um, but... Overall, I was very happy with this one. So enjoy. 
Happy New Year's, guys. Thanks for listening to my podcast, All 54 of you. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.